1: I'll tell you what, Bash, what a what a nightmare along Interstate 95 between Washington, D.C. and Fredericksburg. You and I talked about this yesterday, that it was kind of the perfect storm for icy roads. You know, you, you had the thumping snow uh, and, and and earlier, you know, from D.C. toward Richmond, toward Fredericksburg started as rain because temperatures were above freezing. Then it went over to heavy snow right around 33, 32, 33 and then slowly but surely it went to freezing. And then the storm pulled by late in the afternoon. The snow stopped and bum, temperatures go below freezing. The sun goes down early and everything was like a sheet of ice. People were stuck. I think they're finally getting off I 95 because the road temperatures now are above freezing. But what a mess last night.
0: Yeah, I was like, just you know an ice skating rink out yeah, there and we talked yeah. about that you know yeah, it does melt it is going to refreeze and it is going to create headaches all around and i mean there was headaches even before the refreezing sure
1: yeah it was snowing you so saw, hard yeah, yeah. It was
0: snowing so hard you just saw these vehicles stranded in the middle of roadways kind of they almost looked like they were just like put there like someone like yeah. picked up a car Draw, and, and put then it here, dropped put it, there. it there yeah yeah, yeah. It was interesting to see some of the video coming in out of Washington, D.C. yesterday because that's exactly what you saw, and we're not done. We are not not. done just yet. Today's a cold day, and I talked about it a little bit yesterday, but people forget that the day after when you have a fresh coating of snow on the ground, it typically would be a colder day than Mm -hmm. even with bright sunshine than what you would have. There's no snow on the ground because that snow then reflects all of the light, but Tomorrow looks like a little bit of a warmer day,
1: but then more problems. Yes. You're listening to the weather insider for January 4th, Jessica Pash, Bernie Reno. So we talked about what happened yesterday. Let's talk about what's going to happen. Storm that came into British Columbia, into uh, the Northwest into the British Columbia, <laughs> thumped the Northwest, the Washington and Oregon cascades last 48 hours, one to two feet of snow, by the way, uh, when did the passes open up yesterday, Pash? Did they open the, back up, Snoqualmie, Stevens,
0: Stevens, and Snoqualmie? I believe, or is it White Pass and Snoqualmie that, that were closed? Stevens, I think, reopened at did some it? point. Yeah. Well,
1: uh, White Pass was closed this morning because mm-hmm. of the avalanche threat. They were reassessing. Oh, no, that, that
0: it was that was White Pass, and that was uh, oh. reopened yesterday. Yep.
1: Well, I mean, they have, and you know, I was looking at pictures out of Stevens Pass. It's like a winter wonderland up there. Yeah, uh, I'm surprised
0: and, it's open.
1: Yeah, it it is. That was the one that Snoqualmie's open too. White wasn't. I think they will open it. There's going to get several inches today. We'll get to that in a second. But that upper low that came across the area yesterday goes across the upper Midwest. And what happens is there's it's going to drag a cold front that'll come through the northeast stall somewhere across Virginia and into the mid south behind it, a fresh injection of cold air and some cold air. I mean, it's already cold in the Northeast, but as you mentioned, it's going to be warming up as the cold air retreats. Then you get another injection of cold air and then you play the game along the mid Atlantic and Northeast coast. And it's a game. We, not that it's a game, but you, you you have to decide where is the storm going? When is it going to strengthen? And there's still, uh, you know, there's still, Some things that cause me pause, but certainly we have another storm coming. And by Thursday, that'll be across parts of, uh, you know, about uh, across parts of Arkansas. Then it moves right across northern Mississippi. And then it looks like, you know, it's a disjointed storm track, but I I think you're going to get a storm track that goes across eastern parts of North Carolina, southeastern Virginia, then up off the coast. And with the storm track there, the I 95 corridor from DC on north. Goes back into the snow discussion with this.
0: Yeah. So places that just picked up, you know, say half a foot of snow. What was the official reading out of uh, D.C.?
1: Ronald Reagan, uh, Reagan National 7.
0: But, you know, you see,
1: you saw all the reports. I mean, over nine, ten inches of snow. You ever notice that the airports are always the lowest? Mm hmm. And it seems like the public reports are always higher. That's what it seems like to me. But I mean, you know, with with the snowfall rates we were getting, I have no doubt there was 10s, you know, the 10s, 11, 12s. There was a 14 I saw. I mean, I have no doubt that happened. This storm isn't that for Virginia, but it is a colder storm.
0: Yeah. And I was just going to say, you know, maybe 10 inches by the time we get to week's end for some of these areas that, you know, picked up half a foot, seven inches, eight yeah. inches, yeah. Southern Jersey.
1: Wow. Yeah. I saw, uh, did I see 10, 11 inches around Cape May? Yeah. I saw uh, eight I inches in Wildwood, North Wildwood.
0: There was a 13 inch report out of uh, Southern Jersey. I forget where exactly, but I remember it was in South Jersey. Yeah.
1: And it, it looks like, you know, I, I'm still, to me, the story's jury's still out on where the storm's going to be. It really is. And I, I think the modeling is having a hard time, pin, you know, exactly pinpointing exactly where the storm is. I'm you know, I'm concerned it's farther west, but all of the preponderance of evidence is suggesting it takes that track across eastern North Carolina, eastern Virginia, up the coast. It's a strengthening storm. So what does that mean? The farther north you go, the more snow you're going to get. So like eastern parts of Maine. Uh, maybe southeastern New England, Boston, you're close. But if it goes east of you, you can get over a half a foot of snow. But, you know, if you're going to get a large area of six to 12, it's probably going to be in eastern New England. But the farther south you go, I mean, there's a three to six inch band of snow on the northwest side of this storm because it 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 gets stronger as it moves north. Um, and right now, if that storm track goes eastern you know, North Carolina, eastern Virginia, off to Delmarva and then up, You know, then you're talking, you know, even Philadelphia, New York City, you can get three to six inches with this.
0: Yeah, I just it's interesting because typically what I've noticed is if it's the second storm that's coming on in and the first storm still hasn't happened, then the models really have a hard time. But usually I've noticed that if there is nothing between now and say whatever this next storm is coming. They usually have a little bit of a better idea, yeah. a little bit of a better graph. So it's, it's interesting to see that, you know, just a couple days out, whatever right now, three yeah. days out. Yeah. And they're, they're still struggling yeah. with this. And
1: I, and I think the problem is, is that I look at things at the 500 millibar more. And if you look at the 500 millibar, the the differences between the modeling are very minute. They're small, but small differences in, in the upper days. levels mm-hmm. means big changes at the surface. Right. So if if this storm is if this upper level features a little deeper, and it goes negatively tilted, and what I mean by negatively tilted is, is it goes from and I know you know this jet from northeast to northwest to southeast. If it happens earlier, then instead sort of instead of the storm moving, you know northeast, it comes more north. It's farther west. So I still think, I and I might just be. Uh, stubborn. I still think the jury's out on this, on exactly where this storm is going to go. But I, I do think what we can tell people there's accumulating snow that's going to be anywhere from oh, eastern parts of Kentucky, Tennessee, you know, eastern Ohio, western New York, uh, from all the way toward eastern New England, including the I 95, New York City, Philadelphia, Washington, D.C. Once you get south of Washington, D.C., it gets a little trickier, but I certainly wouldn't rule it out in Fredericksburg. Uh, I think the storms probably most of the precipitation is on the northern side, not on the southern side. So I don't think there's a lot of rain with this. I think most of it is on the northern side. But I think that area, you know, as I mentioned, the area you've got to get ready for snow. Details are still a little sketchy in my mind. But I mean, I think like Washington, D.C., you're at least going to get an inch or two. At least I could see five or six. Uh, unless this storm goes farther west, um, you know, uh, I think it is snow, but right now I think you got to be ready for snow 95 from Fredericksburg on north all the way up in the eastern Maine.
0: yeah. And it does look like this is also going to be starting kind of, um, for the northeast at least mid Atlantic northeast overnight
1: overnight that makes a big difference but which you know not as much as it can in in the in in october right you know but the cold air is coming in so it's easier to accumulate the snow at night certainly unless you have an arctic air mass in place this is an arctic air mass initially but it is going to be quite cold
0: yeah and depending how the plows are you know you might have a rough morning commute on friday Or you might have an easy morning commute on Friday, but you know, when, when snow falls at night, I feel like it's always a 50 50 on what it's going to look like come rush hour the next Mm -hmm. morning.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But it's a problem. It's going to be a problem. So you got to get ready for that Thursday night and Friday. And then I'll tell you what, there's a behind this system. It's going to be cold, you know, as we get into Saturday and, and, and certainly Saturday And then there will be some moderation. And then we may have to worry about, you know, the next system ice, you know, the next system, you know, you know, warmer air attacking the cold air Sunday. And all of a sudden you go from snow to all of a sudden you have an icing problem. Mm -hmm. You know, I haven't looked at that closely yet, but you have another system coming. So that that's a that's another concern as we move in the sunday it's like you have a break and then here we go now the next storms you know much farther north and west so you're going to get the warm air attacking the cold air in place and you know and that cold air will hold it'll hold in longer than you think and that means ice
0: yeah and it looks like even if we do warm up even if that does change over and this is what also concerns me because it looks like such a narrow band of warm air yeah, and then behind it, I would say an even more impressive shot of cold air that comes in early next week, and you know when you have a very shallow layer of warm air like that, there's a concern that some areas might not even
1: get out over of it. Rain. Yeah, yeah, it may it may not. So lots of problems. Speaking of problems, if you looked at the northwest at all.
0: I I was looking there yesterday, mm. and it does not look like they're getting a break anytime no. soon. Yesterday, some of the tidal flooding, the coastal flooding, uh, in uh, Westport, Washington, was already quite impressive. You could see I was looking at some of the cameras that we have out there, and you could actually see the water covering yeah. the roads, and you could see that it was from the tide. And I think that's going to be a concern here over the next couple of days.
1: Yeah. Another system comes in now, even today, by the way, you know, uh, I was looking at the rainfall totals like Seattle, um, it, uh, you know, uh, that whole I-5 anywhere, it was anywhere from like an inch and a half to almost three inches of rain last forty hour, 48 hours. I mean, for the Northwest, that's not, a, a, you know, a, a lot, a lot of rain, but unfortunately, you know, the ground's already saturated. You know, they already got, you know, another inch and a half to around three inches of rain in that area. In the last 48 hours, the snow has melted. We have a heavy snowpack not only in the Cascades, but y- you probably have a foot of snow, what, over a thousand feet, you know, on on each side of the, you know, the east and west slopes of the Cascades because the snow levels have been so low, you know, behind this wave today. Another shot of cold air comes in tomorrow. So then all of a sudden you've got cold air in place and now you've got this next system, which is a warmer system because it's coming from the Pacific and all of a sudden it's a wetter system. You know, there's some thought that it could snow in Seattle for a time tomorrow night before changing over to rain. Did but, it snow
0: at all. Yes. Last night into this I morning.
1: I don't think it Seattle? did.
0: It looked like it was close.
1: I don't think it. Uh, I don't think it did because I thought it was like a, a stale cold air mass uh, th- there was I See, there was, there was some snow at around 11 o'clock. It was 34 at SeaTac. some rain and snow mixed. So I, it, it did. Hmm. So it's probably going to be a, a mixture again. Um, with that, it, with the next system, uh, Wednesday night and the Thursday, a little rain and snow mixed also in Tacoma, um, last night uh, before the rain came in, um, and, and, and but the next storm, you know, it's mostly warm, maybe a little bit of snow mixing, but it's a soaking rain. I think there's a general one to three inches again, you know, from Wednesday night in the Thursday. And and the cold air is going to hang in in the Cascades for a time. So, you know, I think they're going to get a foot of snow Wednesday night in the Thursday before it tries to turn over to rain for a time Thursday night. Then it may go back to snow Friday. There's the melting snow. As temperatures get above freezing, because you have snow so low in the Cascades, so the combination of the rain, the combination of the the melting snow, I think, can lead the flooding. And then you, you you know you're changing these the temperatures of the snowpack because you're below freezing. You get a foot of rain, then you may a foot of snow. I mean, and then you get more rain. Then it may go back to snows, colder air comes in. And when the temperature fluctuates like that over the snowpack, it makes it very unstable. And I'm wondering if that's going to lead to an avalanche threat as we get into Thursday and Friday because of that constant changing temperatures. You know, first it's cold, then it's warm, then it's cold again. You're putting a foot of snow, then it may change to rain through the passes. So that makes that snowpack pretty unstable. And I wonder if if that's also going to be a concern.
0: Yeah, I think that's actually a really good point because I wasn't even thinking about that. And that's that's definitely a possibility. And I think that this is going to be with with temperatures rising and with each each of these storms getting a little bit warmer. I think that this is going to be a heavy, wet snow,
1: heavy, wet snow. Yeah, this one's been a dry one. mm -hmm. This is going to turn it, you know, and I I might be under Don. I said that the foot of snow in the passes, it could be one to two feet because that cold air is going to hold. And then all of a sudden you bring that Pacific air and it'll thump. It'll thump and that cold air. I've seen that hold in those passes longer than you think. But I mean, there may be an inch of liquid that would be all snow and then another inch of liquid that would be rain that ends as a period of snow as the precipitation ends. And I just think that constant fluctuation of temperatures is going to play havoc with that snowpack.
0: Yeah. Did you uh, happen to see any of the video out of uh, Comish?
1: You know what? I saw a little bit of it little bit of it. Was it.
0: A yeah, it was yesterday.
1: I also saw you see the footage out of North Bend, which is mm-hmm. along the east slopes of the Cascades. And I think it's only North Bend's only around 500 feet. They had tons of snow. I mean, this, so that just tells you, you've got a lot of snow, not only, you know, in the, you know, two, three thousand, you probably have a ton of snow around 1,000, 1,500 feet. And you're going to start melting that beginning on Thursday. And that's why I think there could be a flood threat.
0: Plus yeah, it's I saturated. Agree. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a flood threat that's even separate from, you know, the coastal flooding possibility. Yeah, I wasn't I think even still. thinking about
1: I wasn't even thinking about that, Pash. But yeah. you're right that, you know, there's going to be another, you know, there, there's going to be some gusty winds and a pretty strong onshore flow with this. And it's kind of waves of rain. You know, the first coming like Wednesday night and the Thursday, then another one right in the you know thursday night into friday then it leaves here comes the colder air but we start drying things out so it's a real mess in the northwest now the one place that won't get anything else and i was afraid about this is california northern california perhaps but you know california when it rains it pours but when When it it dries out it's bone dry You know, and I've seen this, you know, we had the record December. If we have if we have, you know, dry weather in January and February, that will negate what is all the good, the long term good that they received in the month of December. And I've seen that happen in California. I think at the very least, we need another month like December. To be able to to, because did you notice the exceptional drought from California is gone? Mm -hmm. There's no more exceptional drought. It was erased. But it can come back quick if you have dry weather during the rest of the rainy season. Remember, the clock's ticking because you have until March and basically by mid-March. After mid-March, at least in Southern California, you're pretty much done. So the clock's ticking. And once the alarm rings, it's over.
0: Yeah, it doesn't look like anything anytime soon. I mean,
1: no, it doesn't even
0: go out to. 240 hours on the gfs and it's nothing that's when you start getting all sorts of funky things popping up on the models but it looks like it's just
1: it's concerning it's concerning to me for california northwest we're not going to have any problems the northwest is going to get they've already had i mean and and during and we were talking about the lanina and you can't you know you just can't look at one thing but during the La Nina, the jet streams typically farther north you know, you think you got to think of the West Coast as like almost like the stock market. Money's not won and lost, it's just transferred, right? So right. one area is gonna get hit. It usually means another one's gonna be missed. In an El Nino, the jet stream's usually farther south. Now listen, it's not just one thing, but typically, especially in a strong El Nino. The, the jet streams farther south. So it comes into California and then the Northwest gets missed out. So that's how it kind of works. But we had that. I wonder if what we saw in in December was just an anomaly and we're going to go back to what we saw earlier in the year. That is storms coming into the Northwest. They get in the Northern California times, but the rest of California is bypassed. I'm concerned about that.
0: Yeah, I guess time will
1: tell as it always does. well, I right, get ready. Another storm coming. More snow, Mid Atlantic. Am I being stubborn with a northwest track? It's your gut. Yeah, but your you know what the you. You, you know what the problem is. That's the million dollar question. When you're a forecaster, do you listen to the gut, or do you listen? to science, which what's the, the tools are, are suggesting to you. That's the million dollar question. And the problem is I've been burned on both sides over my 30 mm-hmm. years where I've said, you know what, next time I'm listening to my gut, it's like the million dollar question. Are you being stubborn or do is your sixth sense? Right. And that's a constant question that is in this field. Certainly. You know, you've seen it as well in in your time. That's meaning that are you being stubborn or is your gut right? And you know when you'll know?
0: When it happens. <laughs>
1: exactly. Because hindsight's 2020. 20. And that's the game. That's why I say the game. The game when you're forecasting, this is the game you play in your mind. And for someone like me who's obsessive, compulsive, I will be <laughs> thinking about this all day. All night, just like constantly going over this and dreaming about it. And regardless of the outcome, I will say this. I should have known better.
0: It's how it always happens, though. It is. Mother Nature knows and calls the shots.
1: Well, they always say you can't beat Mother Nature. Mm. You can only tie her. Yes. That's a good one. You could use that anytime. Make sure you give me credit on that one. Although I did not come <laughs> up with that. All right. Make sure you download the AccuWeather app. We'll keep you updated on this storm. Don't forget, we have a Minicast, winter, uh, Wintercast, Minicast, you name it. We had a minute by minute weather for the next four hours. We'll let you know when the precipitation is going to start, stop, get heavy, get light. And if you are in the snow area, check out Wintercast. We not only tell you how much is going to accumulate, but we give you the probability of getting a little more or a little less. Uh, My voice seems to be going. It's time (laughs) to go, Pash. Anything you want to add?
0: No, just get ready. Some people are going to need the snow shovels by the end of the week.
1: Thank you for listening to today's edition of Weather Insider. For the latest in breaking weather news, be sure to follow Bernie Reno on Twitter at AccuRaino. And be sure to subscribe, rate, and review all of our podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.